Hi, you're listening to Coffee Talk. I am your host, Liv Alliston. Today, I am here with my sister, Gab. Hi. Um, and we are talking about fasting in a consumer culture. Um, fasting is kind of countercultural to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything that we've have been taught and everything that's shoved down our throats, which is have anything that you want whenever you want it. Um, and so fasting seems kind of counterintuitive because of that, but it is biblical. So I feel like it's been a really un- misunderstood in a lot of ways. I've heard mm-hmm. of fasting like, oh yeah, I'm going to fast for the Lord, but really they talk about how much they want to lose weight. Um, and so Not I've been there. there as well. Um, or we treat it as something less than holy when we say, well, God won't mind if I go ahead and eat or God won't mind if I do this. It is compromising um, and it is giving in to your flesh mm-hmm. as opposed to being led by the spirit. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about fasting today and what it means uh, to have true biblical fasting. Gab, do you want to go ahead and just kind of Tell us for yourself how what God has shown you about that and what it's come to mean to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for one, fasting wasn't something that I necessarily practiced all the time. It was like a once a year thing when the rest of my church was doing it. Or, or sometimes it was like, I really need an answer or I need you to move in this area, so I'm going to fast. Um, but it wasn't a consistent practice. And I think often we forget, at least in Western culture, that faith is something that we practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, practice, if I, I know I wrote this before, of you know, if, if an athlete practiced one time a year, he would be a pretty weak athlete or she. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of how we are. This fasting is something that helps us learn dependence on the Holy Spirit. That's something that I found. That's that's the whole, I feel like that's the whole point of it is mm-hmm. to learn dependence on the Holy Spirit. You know, it's kind of like you're, you're thrown into the deep end of the water and now you got to really depend on the Holy Spirit. And so, but it, we need to practice that for, because we do live in a, mm-hmm. there's spiritual warfare all around us. We are in a spiritual battle and we need to be ready. And that's one of the ways that we are strengthened um, is through mm-hmm. practicing dependence on the Holy Spirit, and we practice that by fasting. And so you're, if you want to be a stronger person in your faith and in um, you know, walking in sync with the Holy Spirit, this right. is how you build that muscle. Well, and I know it's, it sounds hard, and it is hard because you're overcoming, you're battling your flesh, but re- mm-hmm. once you push past that and you rely on the Spirit and that's like a muscle memory for you, life is a little easier, you know, like because yes. you're being led by God and mm-hmm. you have more wisdom, you know what He wants you to do, you have your purpose, and I feel like all of that is made more clearly when you press into Him, when you rely on Him, but if you're continuing to uh, not build up your spirit, right, and not not learn how to how to operate um, in the spirit, then your f- flesh is going to be what's the strongest, and that's going to be even harder yeah. to break that and and to wield that. So let's go over a couple of scriptures before we kind of get in more to the nitty gritty. Um, so Isaiah fifty eight. It's called The Fast God Chooses, and I'm going to read it all because you need to hear it. Um, (laughs) So it's called True Fasting. 
Cry out loudly. Don't hold back. Raise your voice like a ram's horn. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day and delight to know my ways like a nation that does what is right and does not abandon the justice of their God. They ask me for righteous judgments. They delight in the nearness of God. Why have we fasted, but you have not seen? Why have we denied ourselves, but you haven't noticed? Look, you do as you please on the day of your fast and oppress all your workers. You fast with contention and strife to strike viciously with your fist. You cannot fast as you do today, hoping to make your voice heard on high. Will the fast I choose be like this? A day for a person to deny himself, to bow his head like a reed and spread out a sackcloth with ashes? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Isn't this the fast I choose? To break the chains of wickedness, to untie the ropes of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to tear off every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the poor and homeless into your house, to clothe the naked when you see him, and not to ignore your own flesh and blood? Then your light will appear like the dawn, and your recovery will come quickly. Your righteousness will go before you, and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. At that time when you call, the Lord will answer. When you cry out, he will say, Here I am. If you get rid of the yoke among you, the finger-pointing and malicious speaking, and if you offer yourself to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted one, then your light will shine in the darkness, and your night will be like the noonday. The Lord will always lead you, satisfy you in a parched land, and strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden and like a spring whose water never runs dry. Some of you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will restore the foundations laid long ago. You will be called the repairer of broken walls, the restorer of streets where people live. If you keep from desecrating the Sabbath, from doing whatever you want on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, seeking your own pleasure or talking business, then you will delight in the Lord. And I will make you ride over the heights of the land and let you enjoy the heritage of your father Jacob for the mouth of the Lord. Lord has spoken. What I really liked about that passage, um, it obviously lays it out for you. Of this is God doesn't mm-hmm. want you to. Oh, I'm fasting. Oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, he doesn't want you to hold it out there like the Pharisees did. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he tells you exactly this is what the fast is intended. And not only does he sit, talk about fasting, but if you notice toward the end, he talked about Sabbath. And he talked about both of them um, in that passage of, but these are holy days that are consecrated to me. And um, when you desecrate them, these are the consequences. But if you are obedient um, and keep these days holy, these are the things that I'm going to do for you. Um, and I will be your rear guard and my spirit will go with you. And so um, that is just a re- to me a really powerful passage. The other thing in verse uh, 14, um, it talks about, you know, the Sabbath and delighting in it and honoring it as holy, just as fasting. It says, then you will delight in the Lord. And that kicked in my mind, Psalm 37, four, those who delight themselves in the Lord, he will give you your heart's desires. You delight yourself in the Lord first. You delight yourself in the Lord by obeying him and by keeping these days, mm-hmm. the fasting and the Sabbath, all of that holy um, in obedience to his commands. And when you delight in the Lord, your desires become his. And exactly. so it's not like a genie. I want all this money, so I'm going to delight in the Lord and then he's going to give me my desire. Your desires right. will be formed and shaped 
and molded mm-hmm. into what his are and his desires become yours. And when you're truly delighting in the Lord, right? Then right. that's because I, I feel like a lot of times it's like, well, I'm reading the Bible, so I'm obviously delighting in the Lord. Well, not really. Like, Not really. No, you have to be in that motivation to know the Lord, to seek the Lord, um, not just for what mm-hmm. he can give you, but for who he is. So anyway, Isaiah 58 has so many, it's like so multifaceted. Um, and I know we don't have time to get into like everything, but it's just amazing. Um, so some of the other scriptures that I wanted to point point to are Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, which is what we read just now in Mm -hmm. Isaiah 58, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Um, So that's, again, more uh, just Isaiah 58, like the how to about the fast that pleases the Lord. And then um, in Luke 4, verses 1 through 2, it talks about Jesus being led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time, he fasted the entire time. And then also Daniel, Daniel 1.8. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were brought in to Nebuchadnezzar's temple in Babylon or palace in Babylon. And they refused to defile themselves with the king's food or drink. And so they asked permission to not partake of that. And that was specifically to set themselves apart. They were exiles in a foreign land. Mm -hmm. And so that was specifically to set themselves apart. And then in Ezra 8.23, Acts 13.2, Exodus 34.28, and Esther Mm 4.16, those are examples of people, the people of God fasting to seek direction from the Lord. Yeah. Uh, to seek to seek specific wisdom on certain things, uh, like Esther, um, wisdom for what to know what to do with whole situation mm-hmm. with um, Haman, and then also in the Exodus passage, with that's with Moses, right? Yeah. When he's up on Mount Sinai, getting the receiving the Ten Commandments from the Lord, that was uh, to to further his intimacy with God and to hear God. Mm-hmm. Big, big um, things and so, come from fasting. <laughs> yeah, amazing big things come from fasting, and I've been feeling convicted about it for a long time. And then Gabby, you've been telling me all about your experiences with fasting and how mm-hmm. it's not because I think what I've also always heard is okay well I'm going to fast breakfast so that I can during the time I would normally eat I'm going to read the Bible and I'm going to pray yeah and so that's well, kind that's of how another way <laughs> well yeah you like know. exactly well that and and that's not necessarily the point it's not to do more right, right? And it's what you, you've been teaching me is it's not to do more. It's to rely on God. Like, yeah, I'm really hungry, but God, I'm choosing you. Please help me, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm really hungry. You really need to help yeah. me. Just becoming so intertwined with him. And so you have taught me a lot about that. And that was kind of put on my heart through you. And then also through some scriptures that I was reading. And that's when I started praying about it and diving into that. So fasting is not supposed to be convenient. Mm -hmm. It's not. (laughs) Definitely not. It's definitely not. The first time I, the first time I actually did fasting in a correct manner with the, with the right posture of the heart, it was my kid's birthday. And I was like, oh, but you know what, God, tomorrow is Emmy's birthday. And we're supposed to have pizza and cake and she's going to want me to celebrate with her. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit was like, she doesn't care. Right. <laughs> you know, like as long as she gets cake and pizza and celebrates, you're, you're there with her. And that's what matters. You don't have to be eating what she eats. Right. Like, 
Exactly. And I think that's... It's not about I, me. Her birthday is not about exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what I've tried to do is, okay, well, this day's not good for me, God. Like, let me pencil you in on another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to be an inconvenience to remind us who is in charge. We are dependent creatures and we have to rely upon God for everything. I was listening to the Bible Project podcast, The Sabbath Rest. And one uh, particularly interesting point he was talking about, he was talking about Sabbath rest, but he started talking about fasting. And he said that when we make it a point to habitually inconvenience ourselves through fasting, through Sabbath rest, then we might not be so bothered by other people who inconvenience us. Mm-hmm. We won't be so quick to take offense because we're being trained to be dependent on God, uh, which is the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, yeah. gentle, self-control. And that establishes our eternal perspective. And when every time we, whenever we have a right view of God, Um, and ourselves in light of God, we also have a right view of others in light of God's love for them. When you practice that, they talk about it on the podcast being a muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that person inconvenienced me, that person hurt me. But then your muscle memory kicks in of you've been practicing inconveniencing yourself and weakening your flesh. That's essentially what you're doing is weakening your flesh and strengthening your spirit. And anytime you do that, uh, what comes out, your actions are going to be reflective of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So you're going to extend grace. You're going to extend love and forgiveness toward that person when you might not normally have before because you were entitled and selfish. That just kind of shed a whole new light on the matter for me of, wow, fasting is more than just, you know, skipping a meal. (laughs) Yeah. And can you imagine how that would affect our families and our interactions with our kids and our spouses of learning how to deny yourself and and starting to kill out that selfishness, mm-hmm. how much your marriage will improve, how much your relationships in general will improve. There's so much benefit mm-hmm. and fruit from it. Yeah. Do you have any uh, scriptures or anything that you were wanting to talk about in conjunction with this? Uh, the main ones you've already kind of hit on as far okay. as like the the thing that really stood out to me a lot was Jesus, before he even started his ministry, he fasted. Mm-hmm. He fasted for 40 days. In um, preparation. Right, in preparation. And and that was, you know, like as soon as he was baptized by John the Baptist, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon him and he was let out to fast. And I really, it, this is just me thinking into it, um, but I really feel like it was, you know, it was him and the Holy Spirit. Like he, he followed the Spirit. And so he also was, you know, submitting to the Spirit. And right. um, because he was, you know, 100% flesh as well right. um, as he was God. And so... It just taught me that that you know if this is something that he needs to do and he needs to be in conjunction with the Holy Spirit and learn dependence on the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit and do that through fasting, then that's probably something that's pretty important and that I should be doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's the main one that has always kind of uh, come back mm-hmm. for me on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he's our uh, example for everything, right? And what I love to, in that example, uh, when you read further on in Luke chapter four through his temptation is that doesn't deny that he's hungry because he is, he's very hungry Mm -hmm. and Satan knows it. And he tries to tempt him by, oh, we'll just turn that into some food and you'll be, you know, satisfy yourself. And he refuses, but everything that comes out of his mouth is the word of God. 
And Mm -hmm. when I fasted, I prayed and I just asked God just to give me a verse because I knew I was going to need something to hold on to (laughs) when the hunger pain started. And he did. He gave me a verse for the first day and then a verse for the second day. The first verse, it was uh, Psalm 54, verse 4. God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my life. And so anytime I would hear my tummy growl or I would like see a chip that my was giving my kids, (laughs) but I couldn't (laughs) eat, be like, the Lord is my helper. He sustains my life. The Lord is my helper. He sustains my life. That chip does not provide a lot of sustenance, let's be honest, but uh, it does satisfy, right, the the flesh. Um, So can you talk about, we'll each talk about kind of our our testimonies with it a little bit and like if you will Mm -hmm. kind of recount over like a specific fast or maybe your first fast. Yeah, uh, my first one was... Gosh, oh my goodness, it's been a year. My first one where I did it in this way. And I and I honestly believe, I know used to I'd also fasted like TV or things like that, but I truly believe that it needs to be food. That's mm-hmm. just my uh, opinion because... Uh, well, we rely it, on In the it. Bible, it's right. That's the thing that we rely on the most. It really needs to be something that, that will, you know, make us feel a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was the first time I had fasted, um, all foods mm-hmm. and, uh, I was, I was drinking coffee. I was drinking coffee and water and it was right before Emmy's birthday. I decided the day before that I would fast on her birthday for however long I felt like I needed to. Um, thankfully he let me off the hook a day and a half, <laughs> after a day and a half, uh, because I literally couldn't take any more gut punches. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that he was just like, okay, that's enough for now. We'll come back around to this later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I fasted because of a particular thing. I felt like I needed some direction on a project I was working on. I was not pleased with how it was going or the progress that it was making. I didn't feel like it was making much progress very quickly. Uh, and so I decided to fast. And what was great is that, you know, a lot of times, and it's the first thing any now, now that I've experienced it, anytime someone is asking me for advice or wisdom, uh, my first question always is, have you fasted? Mm-hmm. And most of the time the answer is no, because it's not our go-to yep. and it should be. Right. Um, but, and it's not because it's a genie and you're going to get it a direct answer, a lot of times he, the Holy Spirit will shed light on things within your, for me, within myself that needs to change. Um, And in that, it changes a bit of the situation that I was praying about. Um, So it's not usually a a typical answer that I had thought I was going to get. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was fasting about this particular project and I was giving up food for the first time ever. What I did and what I learned to do, and it's a good thing to practice throughout life in general, is that before food came, before I knew I was going to be tempted, like I was fixing Emerson birthday pancakes. And before I knew that I would be tempted before the pancakes were done, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I know I'm getting ready to be tempted and I'm going to need you to help me through this. And it was totally fine. I was able, he sustained me. I was able to go through without even being tempted to have a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing for lunch. I knew we were going to go get pizza. It's one of my favorite things. Before we got there, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I know I'm going to be tempted 
and I'm going to need you to help me through this. And it was the easiest thing to deny. So that's something, you know, we don't always know when we're going to be thrown into temptation, but we do typically have a clue or we know when we're getting ready to step into a situation that could be tempting. And to learn to ask the Holy Spirit for help beforehand is so helpful and so powerful. Um, So that was one thing that I found. I also found that fasting is really simple. It's not, like you said, it's not taking an hour and just, you know, prostrating yourself and, you know, instead of eating, just being with God. Now, that's great. I would love to have time to do that, but I don't always. But he spoke to me about different things and just hit me throughout the day with, with things regarding the project and regarding myself and my attitude and what I was doing throughout the day without me even asking about it. I didn't even pray about it during the fast. I literally was just learning dependence on the Holy Spirit. And the way I did that was before I was tempted, I would ask the Holy Spirit to help me not give in. And that was it. That was literally all I did through my fast. And he hit me with so many gut punches and so many Mm -hmm. revelations that I couldn't take it anymore. And after a day and a half, he let me off the hook. Um, (laughs) But it was just, it was so, so good and so eye-opening for me, like for that project. the, The first gut punch was like, Gabby, have you even prayed for your team who's helping you with this project? Mm-hmm. And and I hadn't. I had just been praying that for myself and for the project itself and that it would get off the ground. And I hadn't even been praying for the people who were helping me with it. And as soon as I began praying for them, as soon as he said that, I began praying for them. And then I got a, a notification from someone that something was progressing. And so it was just little things like that um, that really hit me and just started you know, transforming me from the inside out. But yeah, that was kind of, that was the biggest thing for me was learning that it's not, a, it's not supposed to be convenient. It is extremely simple. Uh, we don't have to make it a big thing. It's, it's extremely simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about learning dependence on the Holy Spirit. And, and it really does need to be something that hurts like food. Right. Yeah, I agree. I um so after you talking to me and then also writing your blog, and I'll link also in this podcast uh, for people to go back and read. I think it's called Gut Punch and Fancy Free. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Um, and so I'll uh, I'll link that as well. But after reading that and then talking with you, so I've been asked to coordinate a devotional or a Passion Week at our church for the ladies' ministry, and so I was coordinating that. And we had done something like this last year where as a body of believers, the women had all kind of decided, let's all pray and let's fast corporately. And so I thought, you know, I really feel like this is Holy Week, right? (laughs) That's kind of a big deal. (laughs) And so let's, you know, see if we can all fast corporately over something. And so I'd kind of been feeling that God was leading me to fast. And I didn't know exactly, I guess, how much like I was prepared, like, okay, Lord, do you want me to fast the whole week? like mm-hmm. the whole Holy Week. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I- I'll do it, Lord, if you want me to do it. Uh, but I also know that I'm an overachiever. And if I'm just doing this because, oh, well, I'm going to fast a week, my, my very first fast, <laughs> right? Then um, That's amazing. I knew that I, I know, right? I prayed and I felt like he basically was leading me to fast for, a, it's a two-day period. So right after Passover, we celebrate Passover every year. So the two days after that, right before Easter, I was prepared to do that and prayed the, that first morning. So what's funny is I usually, I think because I overeat at night <laughs> with dinner and dessert, and, you know, whatever, um, that when I wake up in the morning, I'm actually not hungry. 
and I cook the, you know, breakfast for the boys and kind of go on my merry way. And then probably around one or two, I start to get hungry. So I kind of thought, okay, this is kind of going to be a shoe in, Mm -hmm. right? Like at least till two o'clock, I won't be hungry. And then I'll just have a few more hours and then I can just go to bed really early and not, you know, I was kind of trying to plan how I was going to get out of my hunger. So when I woke up on the morning of the fast, I woke up to my stomach growling and I was like, oh crap, (laughs) (laughs) this is not good. And it continued to growl the entire day. Like, I don't think I've heard my stomach growl so much in many years, which is quite sad. So, I mean, it was so loud and I was like, okay, all right. And so I basically asked her, I was like, okay, I'm going to need some quiet time not around the kids. And so I went outside while he watched the kids and I was asking God to give me a verse and he gave me that Psalm 54, four. And then, um, he also gave me a second verse for the next day, knowing in advance that <laughs> I was going to need it. The verse for the second day that he gave me was Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And so that first day was pretty hard. I kept relying on the Lord, kept saying, okay, Lord. And I just kept repeating the verse over that he had given me for that day. Just kept repeating it, kept repeating it and made it to the first day. Second day, woke up extremely hungry. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't hear, like, I didn't feel like I heard the Lord any more clearly necessarily, you know, like kind of kept waiting for, am I going to hear the audible voice of the Lord? Is he just going to show me something incredible? Like, am I going to have amazing dreams from God or, and I didn't really have any of that. And so I was like, okay, all right, this is interesting. Well, the Lord, it, he is using it and he's developing my dependency on him, right? The whole point of it. And so the second day I was, I read the verse of so cast your burdens on the Lord. He will sustain you. And I was like, okay, Lord, what, what are my burdens aside from being hungry, right? Like that's the most basic. He brought something to my mind that had been under the surface for a very long time, but that I kept, kept pushing down and it instantly came to my mind. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, we're going to go there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so I gave it over to the Lord. And when I gave it over to him, um, I started kind of praying, you know, to him about it and just kind of talking to him. And I felt like I gained some extreme clarity on that situation. I continued to kind of fast through the day, uh, cause that was kind of early that morning. And right before dinner time, about five o'clock or so, I kind of felt released to, to stop. And so I stopped, It was amazing because I had that clarity on an issue that I didn't think to even bring to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought it was a done deal. I kind of thought, yeah, he's the God of the impossible, but he probably just can't really work around this. He brought it to my mind and and we worked through it. And uh, that was really good for, I think, my heart for for that. uh, Something I thought was kind of gone and dead. Um, He kind of... Uh, reawakened and resurrected, which is awesome because it was resurrection weekend. Then after the fast, the night after that I had ended it, I had multiple dreams. And then I woke up and I heard the voice of the Lord, not audibly, just where I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was the Lord speaking to me. And it was just very crystal clear. That was absolutely amazing. And it's just, it's not like fasting is to get X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not, you're not fasting just to get more things from the Lord, but you're fasting to seek to know him more, right? To press into him. It's not to do more things. Uh, It's not to fill your time with more good things like reading the Bible and praise and worship and all that, which is awesome, right? It's nice. But 
place. Yeah, it's great. And if that comes out of an overflow, then awesome. The The first priority is literally just to align yourself so closely with him that his desires are your desires. Mm-hmm. And from that, everything else flows. I, I really loved fasting and it's something that Jews practice in their culture every week. Yeah. Uh, they, they choose every Thursday, I think they fast. It's something that I want to incorporate in, I don't know about once a week, but it's something that I'm wanting to incorporate in on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. Not just when, obviously when I need something or starting a ministry, stuff like that, just like Jesus's example, that's something that I, I do think needs to be a part of it. And in addition to prayer and, and you know, godly counsel and, and the word of God, but also just on a, on a habitual basis yeah. to rob yourself of fleshly desires yeah. and to weaken that flesh. I need to get a, a little more consistent. I do. I've done it pretty often over the past year now. But what I've done is anytime I, you know, you can always sense when you're feeling a little bit weaker mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yep. And every time I sense a little bit of that, I feel like, like I'm a little weaker. I'm like, okay, I need to fast. That's a good, that's and, a good marker to watch out for because mm-hmm. that that's, it's so, so easy because it's our nature, right? To revert back to the flesh and to revert back to our oh, carnal yeah. nature. And, and it's not, it's not natural to rely on the spirit. It's supernatural. And mm-hmm. we, we need to align ourselves with him. So I really like that you mentioned that, that that's a good marker to, to just kind of watch for of when you feel your flesh getting stronger and your spirit getting weaker, you need to fast to kind of jolt yourself back into that. And and honestly, the more, you know, the more you fast, like you, you, you will still, it's not like you're never going to slip back into flesh. We are flesh. Like that's, that's just part of it. It, like you say, it's natural. But what I've found is that when you begin depending on the Holy Spirit more, when you begin practicing this more, you notice it a lot quicker when you begin to, Mm -hmm. to slip back into the flesh and, um, and that is what is so helpful to me is because then that, that's when I'm like, okay, I need to start strengthening my spirit a little bit more again. Right. Um, so it's not that you're never going to slip back. It's just that you will be aware of it a little bit quicker, which is so helpful and protects you from so much. Yeah. What I love also that you had mentioned when you were talking about your, your testimony of um, how God just kind of kept revealing things. It's not necessarily that he revealed specific things, uh, mainly things that changed your heart, which mm-hmm. then changed the situation. Ugh, yeah. So I feel like it's like fasting is basically like a, a, a weekend intensive counseling session for married couples, right? It's, it's like, yeah, you may go to counseling, you know, a little bit, like just like we go to church, like, you know, we read the Bible, we have our quiet time. But when you like settle down for a weekend with your spouse (laughs) and do like intensive therapy session, that's an intensive healing session. And it's just, it's kind of like, it takes the issues and it microwaves it and it Mm -hmm. just zaps it. And it's just, it's an intensive way to just refine you and to pull out all of those icky things that we don't ever want to come out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of like, and I know I'm probably going to get a little bit of this wrong, but I go to a massage therapist. She was talking one day about, you know, she talks throughout the massage a lot and she was talking about how, you know, when we have knots and things, like you have to like break the muscle down. And when you break it down, that's when the blood flows in and it begins to heal um, and that's really similar to what fasting is in my mind of like, we we're weakened so that then the Holy Spirit can rush in and yeah. we can begin this healing process. Um, but it's painful. Yes, it's, it's, it is. And yeah, I mean the, one of the last things this, 
is just one thing that I've learned on my fast. It's not necessarily about fasting, but it was really eye-opening and honestly sucky for me. But the last thing that he showed me was I was, it was the project I was working on was this website and I was um, really, really trying to get it ready to go. And, uh, or my team was, I was doing what I could, but I'm not tech savvy. Somebody sent me a message and was like, Hey, we've already shown your website to this person and da da da. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I was, I was flipping out because it wasn't ready. It wasn't up to par. And that's why I was fasting because it wasn't the way I wanted it to be. And the Holy spirit literally said, Hey Gabby, you know, that website that you've been so worried about, I don't even need it to do what I want to do. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, obviously, because it's not where I want it to be, but it's already being seen by people and I'm already getting messages about it. And so it was just so eye opening of like, Hey, you know what? I don't even need that, but I'm right. I don't even need you, but I'm, I want to use you. And, <laughs> and so it was just a, for me, it's, Unfortunately, I just have, I guess I just have so much crap that needs to be worked out. (laughs) We all do. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I fast, it's really just something transforming in myself. Right. And, and just a quick note, um, when you were talking in Isaiah about delighting in the Lord and, Uh um, I just, I do want to say for whoever's listening that if like reading scripture, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're delighting in the Lord, like you said, um, and I've not always had that desire for God. But and if you don't, if that's you, if you're reading scripture and you're really not delighting and you really don't know how to, just ask him for it. Absolutely. Um, it's that's that's what I did. And over time, he like my prayer was Beth Moore's prayer of mm-hmm. I want you to be the driving desire of my life. And I pray that almost every day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what he's become. And so he answered that prayer. He's never gonna say no to that. If you ask him that you want yeah. to delight in him, he's never going to say, nah, probably not. Um, so, so if you don't have that, you can ask for that and you will get yeah. that. Well, so uh, there was a time where I wanted to seek the Lord, but I wanted to want to seek the Lord, but I didn't really have that desire. And I just thought, okay, well, mm-hmm. I guess I could ask him. Like, <laughs> I mean, if he can do anything, right. And so I went ahead and I asked like, Lord, I want to, to want to seek you. So give me that desire to, to seek you. And I don't remember the period of time it was, but it was definitely a a significant period of time because, you know, rarely are things instantaneous. There's always, he's really more interested in the journey. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, and it was something small, but it let me know, it triggered in my mind, oh my goodness, I've been asking him to, you know, give me that desire and he's answering it. And so I was, I was, uh, we had just been, we were on a vacation and Drew and I were riding uh, a motorcycle through Bryce Canyon in Utah, which is stunning. And we were riding and I was, I had my arms all the way open in the back I was riding behind Drew. And I remember I was singing to the top of my lungs, but I was singing worship songs and which, I mean, I sing worship songs I mean, I sing them a lot, but I think at that time in my life, I was more um, into like secular music, which isn't bad. And I still love secular music, but it does reveal a little bit of what's your go-to, I guess. Like it reveals a little bit of your heart posture. I don't, I don't think a lot of times to listen to secular music. Like it's just not on my radar anymore. It's just automatically worship music. That's why I'm having to ask people for songs because I don't even know. I only listen to, and that's not saying that I'm like, oh, she only listens to worship music. That's just literally all I 
can handle right now. Like I need so much of Jesus right, right now. Well, but- and, and that's what, so when I started seeing that, it just, I stopped mid chorus and I was like, oh my goodness, God revealed to me right then and there, I am answering your prayers. What's on your, your heart to sing mm-hmm. are praises to me. And I'm answering that. And so I just started seeing that grow. It, I've gone through seasons where I feel like it's, I, I've kind of quit having the desire to seek him. And then I've kind of noticed that and I'm like, okay, Lord, please help me to want you. <laughs> please, please help me. And I just keep asking for it because it's not something that you just, nothing in the Christian Christian walk. It's not a one and done. Yeah, nothing in the Christian yeah. walk is like that. It's all about a journey. And it's We're all still something in a battle. you have to do. We're exactly. still in a journey. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so until we're on the other side, you know, of heaven, right? <laughs> then we're going to have to continue to press in and continue to ask for things like this. When we're on the other side of heaven, just like Jesus said to the Pharisees when they questioned him about John the Baptist's disciples, not like they were fasting, but Jesus' disciples weren't. And he was like, why would you fast when the bridegroom is here? Celebrate now and they'll fast later when I'm gone. Like, I'm excited about that feast in heaven. Yeah, and... (laughs) And, you know, right now we're in a battle and we, anytime that we feel weakened, we better start fasting because we need to be strong. There is a literal battle. We have a literal enemy who comes Mm -hmm. to steal, kill and destroy, Mm -hmm. and we have to be ready. And, um, when we get on the other side of eternity, then we can feast and party. But and I just, I just want to note when you're talking about the real enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, whether or not you acknowledge it and stay, choose to stay in mm-hmm. denial, he's, uh, he's still coming after you mm-hmm. in some way or another. And you're still engaged in spiritual warfare in a battle, whether or not you choose to pick up your sword and fight. And right. so and if you don't, he's already got you. Exactly. And so strengthening your spirit is the only way. When I say strengthen your spirit, I'm not talking about you, your spirit, but the Holy Spirit, like actually Mm -hmm. utilizing the spirit of God that dwells inside of you, tapping into it, letting him guide and direct you and transform you from the inside out, um, operating out of the spirit. And one way to do that, one tool to do that is fasting. Thank you so much for listening. Gabby, thank you for joining us from afar. Yeah. Praying God speaks to you through this. So you have been prayed for. Have a great day. Bye.